Hey, Studio DNA fans. I'm Chad, a new podcast host here on the network. I'd like to invite you to check out my new show called Hot Takeout, where I mix together some of my favorite things, fast food and musical artists. When you listen, you'll get that feeling you have when you get an onion ring in the bottom of your french fries. It's a win. We'll dig deep with the artists. We'll find out what inspires them and what foods they have to stay away from. And we're also playing fast food games, which will also make sense when you listen. So check out the Hot Takeout podcast streaming right now here on the Studio DNA podcast network. I'm just looking forward to someday whenever I'm old enough to have my own house in my own space and my mom won't be yelling at me anymore to clean my room. You know what? I don't have to clean if I don't want to when I'm an adult. Anyways, this is you the dough. Oh, I sound like a man today. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of too bad because you know, once we're just a couple of white dudes, that's like every other podcast that you can find. So <laughs> you're the one that gives us diversity today. Uh, no, not today. Today it's just gonna be me and a man voice. Why is that? So tell tell me the story. Why are you talking like a man? Um, talk. <laughs> oh, I can't even say. <laughs> you know what's sad? It's it's ever since I died. I, I have no, like, my voice has changed. Like, I can't, oh. my ability to sing has changed. Well, I know why. It's frustrating. It's because they intubated you. I know. Yes. You think? You think you shoving tubes? some giant tubes down my throat changed things a little bit? Do you feel like it'll come back? Like, uh, after... not anymore. No. Not, not over a year later. Um, have you been doing vocal exercises? I do. I do. <gasps> oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh. I mean, maybe. Who knows? But at least there's no pain involved anymore. It's just I can't quite sing the right way and if i sing too long my throat will get really tired oh no that (laughs) makes my seasonal allergy cold seem so minute Uh, and insignificant it's not though it's impacting your world it's impacting your life but you know you traded it a little bit. You have your life. Uh-huh. You just don't have the same voice you have. Well, you do, but not the same singing I, voice. I would. I'd make that trade in a heartbeat, so to speak. <laughs> but I'm bummed. <laughs> I'd make that trade in a cold coma. Uh, no, I'm very thankful. Obviously, it is. It's really the only thing that I can think of that has changed in my ability to do the things I love to do. That's not true. Oh, what else has changed? You cannot mow the lawn anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, I was thinking negative things. Oh, oh. <laughs> right, of course. I mean, I don't care that I can't be wanded, you know, anymore. That doesn't bother yeah, you can't me. Be That's actually nice. I love pulling out that card and being like, nope. I have a special device You've in my gotta body. You've got to frisk me. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the gloves. Uh, that, that's true, by the way. That's all that card means is they've got to do it manually. So, you know. Do you also have to tell them that you're not wearing any underwear? <laughs> no. Okay, this no, is No, that's so not weird. required. I realize that you maybe are listening for the first time in a long time and you wouldn't just know this about Aaron. Uh-huh. But Aaron... We've talked about it on the show. I know, but it's been a while. Yeah. You're a commando person. I am. And the only reason I know this is because you've told me, hey, if if my pants are ever slipping down, you have my permission (laughs) to tell me because it's an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Crack kills. Yeah, it's no, it's I don't I don't mind that people know. I think it's I think there's too much shame that goes along with that lifestyle decision. So <laughs> my alternative lifestyle needs to be needs to be embraced. I am out of the closet or out of the dresser drawer <laughs> as as yeah, it were. There you go. 
Um, they are pretty much unnecessary until you get incontinent. And then, you know, after that, there's probably some need for some protection. But usually that's like in diapers, right? So <laughs> at least for you, this is your personal story. You're not speaking for everyone. Well, that's true. I, you're right. People do have different different issues. That is true. I shouldn't. Or it's just not an issue. It's, I don't know that I have an issue. Why are we issue. talking about things issuing? Why is that? I don't know that I want to say that I have an issue and that's why I have to wear underwear. And it's not entirely true. Well, you've obviously tuned into the right show. <laughs> Wait, how do we always start with awkward body part conversations? Well, that's just kind of who we are. You want to shoot a dough? Yeah, let's shoot a dough. I am very excited. I'm so much enjoying having this back in my life. I, I'm also enjoying the fact that we're kind of doing this in a looser fashion where if we miss a Thursday every once in a while that's okay you know we'll be back it's not it's not like we're being strict with ourselves because we both have lives right now that require priorities right so when iris needs you as a mom you know we may take a day off or well that's not how we took a day off no it's not town no i know we just forgot to let anybody know (laughs) (laughs) that was on us like i'm gonna i'm gonna be out of town next week i think so we may not have a thursday show next week too i'm not sure i'm going to towards chicago (laughs) yeah says who you didn't, you didn't, says me. You didn't ask. It's been on our calendar for months. Oh yeah, the calendar so. that I bought. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that right. <laughs> um, but I, I kind of, I'm loving this. Just kind of, hey, let's get together and talk when we can. And hopefully, it's Tuesday and Thursday every week. But yeah, no, I'm having a ton of fun. So me too. You got any good story time? Well, I have a couple of thoughts that have come to mind. One is kind of, I guess, maybe with what you were saying with loving that the show is back. Mm-hmm. When we sat down in the studio and we're prepping to record, you had mentioned that you were really struggling because you just don't know if you can not tell your wife that she's beautiful. (laughs) Yes. And that conversation was weeks ago and it's still something that's difficult. And I just want to say. Well, it's because I kind of think maybe you're wrong, but I can't tell you that because you're, I mean, you're the one who. No, Aaron, I am saying, I think I was wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah. No, that's what I'm getting to. As I'm realizing like that challenge, I don't know that it was intentional because my husband doesn't listen to the show, but he really hasn't complimented on my appearance or <laughs> anything in quite some time. And so I, I want to hear that I look pretty. Yeah. And I redact my previous challenge <laughs> and I'm sorry. Well, my wife and I were talking about it because she listens to the show. And I think that she introduced it by saying, I, I hope this isn't speaking out of term, but she said something like, um, if you stop telling me I'm beautiful... We will have problems. Right. Well, you even said that in the show. You're like, yeah. guys. Well, don't. I thought it, but she once she heard the show, she explicitly said it. And so <laughs> let we me ca- confirm. We we kind of continued talking, and she was like, because I know when you say I'm beautiful, it doesn't mean I'm just beautiful right now. Right. It means you really think I'm beautiful. And if I if my hair were different, you'd think I was beautiful. And mm-hmm. if I you know were actually wearing makeup, you'd still think I was beautiful. And you know, yeah, I feel so, like when, if I were if I were to amend it. I would say that when you're complimenting other people, mm-hmm. maybe that's the challenge is yeah. not to keep it about appearances and stuff all yeah. the time. Yeah. If you have like, like, a, like try a trust relationship with someone, just try something else. If, if, it, if your MO is to always comment on how someone looks, just try something well, else. And there's validity while. there with the way, especially men speak about famous women. Right. And it always seems to start with the appearance. You know, it's like, oh, she's so beautiful. Oh, and also she's a good actor. You know, like, yeah, where did she the, go to college? Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, right. And that's in that I think is the protection you're speaking to is the idea that, you know, we men are so visually 
uh, wired most of the time. I'm, I'm using obviously a stereotype here, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, a general uh, hormonal stereotype. There's a, there's a visual thing to the way men see the world. And so it is often our go-to and what we don't realize is the pressure that puts on um, other people to look a certain way or be a certain way or think they're not pretty enough or that kind of thing. It's obviously so. such a big conversation because we've had it three weeks in a row now. <laughs> but, I love it. People, people, we get the most feedback on the no, the no longer safe. So I was, I was going to talk about um, having a smartwatch. That's what, that's what my story time was going to be. Mm-hmm. It was like, I have a new smartwatch and I went to the bathroom and, it, and, and after I was leaving the restroom, I got a little notification that I was back on track for my health. <laughs> What does that mean? How many steps did you take? Was it bathroom? that or was it heart rate going up? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty funny. But, no, that's great. But instead, I was like, maybe we need to go back and re- just redact. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's and my parents are hanging out with us this week because one of my children is graduating from high school, right? And my mom is an avid listener to our show. And she's like, I just, I want to be in the room with you guys because I have so many things I want to say and I want to talk about stuff. And, you know, and then she talked about the one I, I mentioned that she was going to be listening in, I did, you know, which is when she was like, Hey, it wouldn't have mattered. We're, we're going to do the funeral because oh, yeah. you're yeah, gone yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so she addressed she, that she for a while, commented on that for a while. Did you, what, did, we, was it awkward? <laughs> Tell me everything. No, it was great. No, it was, it was fabulous. And I think for my story time, I was actually going to talk about uh, my mom and I's relationship because she's the one that has enabled me to have any kind of conversation without worrying about offending someone or damaging the relationship, you know, that kind of thing. Like fearless conversations. Yeah, fearless conversations. You know, we were we were just talking yesterday about uh, government health care, about whether the government should provide health care for all of its citizens or whether that should be a privatized thing. You know, big political conversation, right? These are the kind of conversations we love to have. And we disagreed and we were chatting in the hallway about it. And I had just, I just taught my dad how to use the Google home uh-huh. to control the television okay. so that he could watch stuff and do stuff, voice commands. And we hear from the other, the other room, Google mute hallway. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to change the lighting to some sort of like red D&D no, type no, no, lighting no, or something. No, it's just like, that's not, oh, that's, that's, not, that's not his gig. Like his gig isn't to have like those oh, that's disagreements, you know, and, and a lot of people are like that, you know, they're more, yeah. uh, they don't deal with any kind of confrontation well. You pretend and, everything is okay for as long <laughs> yes, as possible. That's right. And then you talk about it with your counselor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, but I've always loved those conversations with my mom. She's the, she's the one, she is the one who taught me that it's okay to really think things through and think about things differently. Look at the other side of the issue, you know, those kind of things. So yeah. she's so, the yeah. best. Yeah. Your mom's awesome. Now she's, and now she's probably frustrated that she did such a good job because now I disagree with her on a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's proud of you. Yeah. Yeah. She's proud yeah, of you. I'm sure she is. So yeah, she tells me all about it. We talk all the time. Do you? You get yeah, friends we, with my mom? We, we text. <laughs> Um, regularly. No, we don't. Yeah. But she would. She totally would. She totally would. Absolutely. Yeah. She'd be the third person on our podcast. I'm telling you. Oh my goodness. That actually would kind of be fun. <laughs> She's been on before. With us? Yeah. Didn't we have our moms on? I thought we had our moms on for Mother's Day one, one year. No, I think we thought about it. I think we planned uh, on it, but I don't think no. we actually did it. What? Did we? I I'm, oh, I, no. I think so. <gasps> Aaron, I did it again. No, no, no. Maybe I'm doing it. I first... <laughs> forgot something important <laughs> that's my life it could just be me making stuff up i do that so my I, brain thinks things happen that didn't well 
we'll just shrug and move on. But yeah, there's. It's not like we can check it. It's not like there's <laughs> not a right list now. somewhere of episodes. Uh, well, it is uh, another Tuesday, which means it's news day, which means it's peruse day. Studio DNA presents Peruse the News. Every day, so many things happen around this crazy world of ours, and it's up to your host to glance around at them and decide what's worth talking about. Join them on a journey of the wonderful, a journey of the strange, a journey of adventure. And here come our hosts now. Please welcome, it's Aaron and Danae. I'm uh, that never gets old, right? Oh, well, you know, I almost passed out that time. <laughs> I think I think because I'm not feeling well, my uh-huh. my chest, my um congestion, my lung, my lung capacity uh-huh. has greatly been it's a suffering. I'm suffering mm-hmm. over here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, diminished, but, decreased. But I didn't it didn't end in a coughing fit, so <laughs> I think I think Always I'm look all right. the bright side of life. <laughs> Do you want to go first? I can. Sure, absolutely. Uber, Lyft drivers, reveal the most annoying things that passengers do during rides. Is this related to their upcoming strike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Well, I think it's it's part of the reason there's a little bit more of Uber and Lyft press that's going on. Mm. So, okay. Um, but um, yeah, they, cool. they list 10 things that Uber and Lyft drivers have said are the most annoying. And this is always a fun one I on their one. list. I know one. All right. Vomit. No. In their car. That is that is pretty annoying. I just don't think it probably happens as much as you think it does. That's good. So, um, but Pass no. That's gas. A, no. Well, in their car. No, no, no. That's not on the list. I was going to say. Poor hygiene in their car. <laughs> no, no. Changing clothes in their car. No. Wow. No. I am so bad at this one. No, in fact, that's on the list of 10 things they like the most Whatever. that are the least annoying. Creepy Uber driver. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I clearly just really messed up. Well, you up. just touched on one. Creepy Uber driver. In this case, creepy Uber passengers. Oh. Um, the women especially talk about, you know, how they can only drive during the day because men are creepy enough during the day they can't imagine once they've had a few drinks and you know it's during the night so i wanted that one specifically to kind of get your take on i know there's the reverse of that with women taking ubers and lifts and looking for female drivers um man it's just it, it's, it's it's so it sucks that this is something yeah that my gender has to think about but yeah i just immediately got an, an entire like creepo vibe some idiot reaching around and grabbing my boobies or something because dudes are just well yeah that's i mean that's, i don't want to i don't want to make a general no no, no you're statement, good but, but even the example you give is the extreme right like that's the that's actionable oh, that's no, something that's you not could extreme suit. that's kind of in the middle well I, i'm not saying extreme of what's possible oh it's oh, certainly oh, oh. something that could happen i'm saying that is actionable in court like, you know, they will lose their job. You can sue them. Mm-hmm. You know, all that kind of if stuff. If you've taken video and but, can prove that it happened. Sure, sure. But I think what they're more talking about here are the comments and the, you know, like we were talking about, you know, that is somebody who does not have a right to comment on your appearance. You know, if you yeah. get if you get in an Uber, it is not the Uber driver's job to go, oh, you look really pretty today. Oh, I love that skirt on you. Like, no, no, uh-uh. no, no, no. And yeah, so it's that kind of stuff, I think, that that is the the real creep factor, you know, or hey, when do you you get off? When are you done driving? Put put your hair in a in a some kind of a hat and wear a man's clothes and you won't be bothered. Eh, We both know that's not true. Go make money. (laughs) I wish that were true. No. Do you want to guess some of the others? Man, no, that one just depressed me. Well, then maybe we should maybe we should talk about some of the others and maybe undepress you a little bit. Here's what it did. Repress you. No, that's not right. I just. I, I felt myself elbowing somebody in the face. Like, yeah. get back in your, you get back there. And how stressful that would be. 
Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, let's let's try to go towards humor. Uh, eating smelly foods. So the idea that you bring in your food and then it ha- just lingers in the, the vehicle for like all the next rides. you just dinner and so you have it with you or they're eating it in your no, vehicle? No, eating it in your vehicle. Is that allowed? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's up to the driver. I mean, the driver has a choice, right? The driver can say, hey, I'd prefer you not eat in here. But then you're worried about, and a lot of these they talk about, they're worried about saying something because then their rating or their tip goes away. You know, those kind of things. So, yeah, people eat in the vehicle. They talk about crumbs being part of the annoyance with that. Right. And the clean remnants. Up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of remnants, marijuana is another one. They smoke uh, in your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People come in and, and either smoke or have been smoking so much that it fills your car. And then you're worried about losing your job because the next person who gets in thinks you're the one smoking and is worried about you being, you know, an impaired driver. Why don't, why don't they just make it to where you can say no smoking, no food? And then if he picks, just, wow, just get him out of your car. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Just get him out Here's of your an car. interesting one. Disagreeing with the route. Like oh, the, that happens all the time. Right? I, oh, yeah. <sighs> that actually happened all the time whenever I was in uh, Washington. I was with a group of ladies. The first mm-hmm. thing that happened when they got in is, do not take Google route. You go the route that I tell you to, because it will get there faster. Because one of the things that the, they are afraid of is that they're taking the long route, so it takes longer time, so they have to pay more money. Mm-hmm. And so... They take control of the the route. That happened every single time we used an Uber. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's one of the most annoying things for Uber drivers. Is, the backseat driver? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it's, true for everybody. <laughs> uh, slamming their door or in general, just not caring about the car. Yeah. So like when you get out, you know, slamming the door. Well, here's the thing that I keep thinking about. And I, this might be really insensitive. And if you're an Uber driver or a Lyft driver, I don't mean to be insensitive. I'm just saying... The, this is part of the the discomfort of opening up your personal vehicle to be used by the masses. And so, yeah, maybe the companies can do something to sort of help with, you know, if somebody's smoking or leaving a restaurant or has food or something. And then they, maybe they're fined because they chose a vehicle that doesn't allow that. Like, maybe sure that there's something that could be put in place. But I also I don't know. I just think it's like one of those things where if you're just trying to get people into your vehicle and use it there's just going to be user problems and that's probably one of them you should talk to somebody who used to work at taxis and stuff they've got all the stories they've dealt with everything it could be a beautiful experience it could get you out of your comfort zone are you talking about a contact high no 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 i'm not not at all i'm talking (laughs) or it could be wonderful (laughs) no i just mean in not not all of this that we've talked about obviously some things are wrong right right don't Um, touch me Right. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell me I'm cute. But the idea that we the idea that we are coming into contact with each other, with other random human beings, I think is kind of beautiful. Like I I always look at every Uber and Lyft experience I have, which is almost almost always Lyft is cheaper for me for whatever reason. Um, I I always see it like, okay, here's a driver. I'm going to pay attention to their cues about whether they want to be in a conversation or not. If they want to, we'll talk or whatever. And then I get to experience their world in some ways and they get to experience well, my world in some ways. If only everyone were like you. I know. I just, we're so closed off from each other most of the time anyway. I don't know. I kind of see it as an interesting way to see a different part of humanity that maybe you wouldn't experience otherwise. So when my Uber driver is listening to raunchy hip hop the whole trip, <laughs> then that's the world I get to experience for that whole trip there you go so it's just you know and just i don't know i think attitude is determines a lot of things sometimes but i do too but there you go what do you got first um i wanted to talk about game of thrones leaving a starbucks cup 
on the table. <laughs> sure. So this has been something that I have thoroughly enjoyed. And, you know, when there's our life inside of dramas on television show that's not supposed to uh-huh. be there, I kind of snicker at it. But this one was unexpected. I do watch Game of Thrones. I'm trying to enjoy this season. And I don't right yet. So that's just personal. Moving on. <laughs> I just think that this Starbucks cup on the table is sort of something that all of us can complain about without feeling guilty about complaining about the show in right, general. Right, yeah, yeah, Like, Because it's not related to the quality of the show. Right. It's, which, it's just a mistake. Suffering. <laughs> <laughs> the quality of the show is suffering. Amelia Clark just didn't move her coffee. That's all it or is. Or something. Somebody should have seen that besides the actress and the actors in the space. But there is this still shot that obviously was tweeted and there's Starbucks cup that's just obviously right there. Or, or not Starbucks, just, you know, coffee cup of some kind. Do you think they left it in on purpose? No. Because, I don't know how you miss this. Because HBO has already gone in and CGI and removed it. Of course. And then re-uploaded the show. So you can't go see it in the show now. You have to go and just see the screenshots at this point. Wow. But I still find that pretty funny well it's so what's so surprising to okay so this is twofold the first is the surprise the second is the joy all right, right. Uh-huh. the surprise is that nobody caught it uh music right. sitting right there she didn't realize while they were filming maybe that should be john snow was also right there yeah every everybody's they were all right there yeah yeah kit harrington Varys. yeah uh, i don't know Varys's Varys's name that's okay um but yeah so they you know they're all right there so you've got the actors then you've got the people whose responsibility on the day of shooting it is yeah. to make sure everything looks right. Uh-huh. That's a team, right? None of that team saw that it was still there doing shooting. Then you've got the editors who are going through this frame by frame to yeah. create these scenes. None of them said anything. I saw it. Then you've got all the people involved in signing off on the final product. None of them saw it. Like I, it blows my it mind. So much. I know it's that so this happened. It's so surprising, right? So then there comes the joy, and the joy of this is it doesn't matter how big you are, how expensive your product is, what you're doing. The highest of the high. We are all human, we and we all, all make up. mistakes, and we all leave Starbucks cups in a fictional world that doesn't have a Starbucks. We all do this on some <laughs> level. Right? It is kind of, it is weird whenever you kind of get excited when somebody big makes a mistake. You're like, ah, good, you're human too. Well, there's two kinds of excitement, right? There's schadenfreude, which is you just want to see them suffer because they're big. That's mine. That's, that's I'm is just it, a terrible is it? person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's schadenfreude. Schadenfreude, frada, 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 And the other is the excitement that we are all human and that it's a it's a uniting thing. It's it's not a dividing thing. And wow, that's where you I... really are just preachy today, aren't you? <laughs> you are me. like, listen, are you this is who you signed up for. Happy or what? This is who it's you awesome. signed up for. I'm an eternal optimist. I, what can I say? And I balance you out. By yeah. being the yeah. the shot on French fry girl. <laughs> okay, what's your next one? McDonald's rolls out drive through menus that use artificial intelligence to guess your order at 700 restaurants in the United States. What? How does this even work? So basically, it bases it on like things like the weather, the time of day, uh, those kind of things. And when you pull up, it says, "Hey, how about is this the order you want?" And if it is, you just <gasps> click it and move it's much on. Much different than what I thought. So what did I you thought think? I was pulling in, and then it would like my palm would go into a machine <laughs> it'd prick my finger take a little bit of blood run DNA. run my analysis and see that i already have a number one with unsweet tea uh-huh. in my blood right i go there so often uh-huh. that it would just know my order no 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 not yet <laughs> <laughs> maybe someday oh my goodness 
Uh, I do think there's a, a huge chance of eventually using uh, face technology and recognizing people who have been there before. And those I think that's very legitimate. I think that could happen in well, this. That, but that happens for me on drive through already. But they recognize my voice. Oh, yeah. I pull up and I'm like. Hey. But not right now. I go, hey, good morning. And they're like, oh, hi. And they know exactly. You want a number four again? Yep, it thanks. Okay, see you at the window. And then I go in there. I don't even have to order any sides. They have everything in there, including like extra packets of mustard. They just know you. They know me. Now, it's like Cheers, where everybody knows your name. I don't I don't know if I should be proud of that or embarrassed <laughs> of that, but that's my life. The, bo- the both. That's there's a balance. You can be both. Um, the uh, I think there's a viral uh, post going around on Reddit. Uh, of a picture of one of these McDonald's suggesting a cheeseburger with a hash brown and just kind of like why did you pick a cheeseburger with a hash brown for me like this person just like what does this mean what does this mean about my life (laughs) kind of like one of those quizzes you take in a magazine right yeah yeah (laughs) so I'm kind of curious what one of these restaurants would pick for me you know when I pulled up it's like oh you look like a breakfast burrito with a Big Mac kind of guy well are you gonna do it no (laughs) No, I I don't do fast food right now. Right, and if I did, true. it would not be McDonald's. It's true. The there, only, the only there's McDonald's a list of twenty fast food places before I would go to McDonald's. I I do their um, breakfast sandwich because mm-hmm. I used to have Big it McMuffin. so much when I was a kid. Oh yeah, and it's like a flavor you can't, I just can't yeah. have it anywhere else. It's yeah. weird. No, no, no. I'm I'm totally with you. The egg the egg McMuffin the nostalgia is there. insane. I I cannot eat anything else at McDonald's. Yeah, zero of their things. Not even their French fries. But the egg McMuffin. It's one of my ones I love. There you go. All right, what do you got next? Uh, another weird medical one, of course. This is a woman who swallowed a five-inch spoon because she was trying to use it to dislodge a fish, fish bone that was stuck in her throat. Oh, So she what? sticks a th- spoon down her she throat. She catches a fish bone in her throat, which mm-hmm. can happen. A lot right. of people don't realize. Even if you buy fish from the store, you got to watch out for the bones. Like, that stuff is hard to fillet sometimes. Yeah. And get rid of all the bones. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that. Like she that's was trying the worst, to kind of dislodge man. it, but it was Whew. down pretty low. So she grabs a spoon to dislodge it. Uh-huh. And she did that. And she swallowed. The well, then she put spoon? it down too far where she could. So she swallows it. And then she went to some festival because she was like, you know, it doesn't hurt. So what? didn't even go to the doctor or anything. I should say this was in China. I don't know if that, I mean, maybe they're just more like, well, it just makes it less believable to me because I don't know what kind of, (laughs) what kind of fact checking has gone through in that country. This is on oddityscentral.com. This is super, (laughs) super, super. We always get halfway through your stories and then I remember to take everything you you present to us with the grain of internet. Well, with a grain of internet. Here's the, uh. Oh, there is an X-ray. Alleged. There is an X-ray. We should say alleged because since right. You're... Oh, that's certainly photoshoppable. It certainly is. But there's <laughs> just a giant spoon. Yep. Right in the digestive system. And and then it's like a thirteen. It was thirteen centimeter spoon. Wow. And then there's all these stories of other people who have had this similar things like happen. Well, where... our body's pretty incredible, but <clears throat> but don't go swallowing spoons and go into a no. Coachella. <laughs> it wasn't that I don't, actually I don't know what kind of a festival it was they mentioned it I'm, I'm I'm not familiar with these kinds of festivals so let me go so I, the, she must have dislodged the fishbone and just swallowed the spoon with it <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, if it didn't hurt like I'm guessing yeah didn't, she took care of the problem she was like oh the spoon will come out eventually uh, which didn't happen no no because it doesn't bend with your intestines four days later is when she decided to go in because she was having a little bit of intestinal you think issues you think 
So wow, and it was quote somewhat in a horizontal position, so they just basically write it and then removed it. I think they pulled it back up out. They didn't specify. Um, wow. It was for the I'm gonna it's Kingming Festival, known as the Tomb Sweeping Day. That's not Coachella. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope, it show isn't. Um, I gotta say, um, that is that is interesting that somebody could swallow us but it, I, it reminds me I, I feel like there's a song maybe written about her like isn't there something about this the, the woman who the woman who swallowed a fishbone and then swallowed a spoon to dislodge the fishbone and then swallowed some tongs to dislodge the spoon isn't how the song goes something like that yep i don't know why she swallowed the the fishbone but but then she didn't die but perhaps she'll instead she went to the festival to honor the dead yeah exactly all right my final one yeah Americans spend at least $18,000 a year on non-essential costs on average. Eighteen grand a year on stuff that isn't essential. Now, I should say this is a study done by an insurance company for National Insurance Day to show how you can afford insurance. Do you understand? So they're saying, okay, these things are all non-essential. You, you can afford Starbucks if you stop paying for something else. <laughs> right. Right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Um, but I did find some of the things that they talk about uh, fascinating as far as what people spend money on. Toys. So, um, many, so many Here are toys. the things people say they can't afford. They don't have enough money for. Uh, retirement, life insurance, paying off credit cards, car repairs, or owning a car. Those kind of things, right? So those, these, are, those seem important. Right. These these seem like priority things, uh, yet all of these, at least a quarter of Americans, feel like they can't afford. Uh-huh. Those same people um, ha- spend this money on these things. Uh, so lunch purchases, $200 a month, just like going out to lunch and grabbing lunch. 200 bucks a month. Me. <laughs> Subscription boxes, 100 bucks a month. Me. You have a subscription box? No. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> but I've been tempted. Um, online shopping for non-essentials. Me? 85 bucks a month. I just bought a really great butter dish <laughs> for $32. <laughs> um, cable, $90. Uh, we don't have cable, but we have lots of subscriptions. Yeah, that's that's another one. Mm-hmm. Um, impulse purchases, $110 a month. Just on impulse purchases. We needed those vent covers <laughs> and so i got them you know it's just really uh, easy to do i knew i knew i knew this would be a perfect uh perfect article I to present to you this is me you know it is it is fascinating though when we say we can't afford something what we mean is we don't want to afford something i think that's true for almost all of us i was having a conversation with somebody recently about you know how you how it's so relative you make do with what you have and you figure out how to do it and you Play the system how you want to play the system, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's just our own discipline that that keeps us from from having the money for the things that we actually need oh, because yeah. of the things that we want. Mm-hmm. So I am yeah. preachy today, aren't I? That you one's really a, that are. one's a little more preachy. That one's less optimism and a little more like we can do better. No, I think that you're wearing your pastoral hat today. <laughs> I think it's a collar, not a hat. But oh, I think that the, it should be a hat. Yeah, I, mean, I guess the Pope wears a hat. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I am that person. I relate. So, mm-hmm. so what do you? Does it matter to you? You know what I mean. Like when you do, you think of things as being non-essential or essential, or you just think of things that you want to have. Okay. Well, yes and no. Uh, yeah. I'll, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so you're so, human. There was so much. There was a, that was a, that was big. Like what, let's just say when it comes to this butter dish, for example. Okay, let's get very specific. I wanted one that was big, so I could get like one of those big pound blocks, mm-hmm. and then so it had to be a larger one. Yeah, I wanted it to be ceramic too, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to have really good reviews. So I wanted to get one that was nice. Right. And I am tired of seeing art now. So that wasn't like not necessarily a need. It was a want for mm-hmm. sure. But I need our current butter on the counter situation to not be what's happening. Because it's just this messy plate with old stuff on you it. You leave butter on your counter? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Our butter is always in the fridge. And yeah. it's just in those little those little rectangular butter you know, and you just slice off what you need, and then you put it back in the fridge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but you you take counter. it out of that, put it on a platter, uh-huh. and leave it outside of the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then just spread super. Really Is that okay? Easy. We have not died yet, <laughs> and butter dishes exist for a reason. Yeah, I thought it was for like presentation for like dinners and such. Uh. Uh-uh. No. No, you can actually leave it on your counter mm. and not die. We're living proof of that. Now, if we're doing it wrong, don't shame me. Don't butter shame I'm not shame shaming me. you. I'm not going to butter dish shame you. <laughs> no. What's so, your last one? Oh, um. so my last one is just a really short one. And I find this stuff fascinating. As you guys know, it's a weird animal one. The rangers in Australia found a three-eyed snake. In, oh, nice. And I think these things are fascinating. He did not have, like, the x-ray showed... That he had one skull with an additional eye socket and three functioning eyes. Ooh. So not like a. So it wasn't. It wasn't a uh, superfluous eye. Right. Yeah. It, w- it was a working eyeball. And oftentimes it's two separate skulls, and then the they're they've mm-hmm. been fused together right. in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah. But this is one that had three eyeballs. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Well, Australia well, is. If terrifying. that's a working eyeball, uh-huh. at what to- at what point do we go? This is a new creature. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's more than just a genetic abnormality. Is it when they can reproduce, like, and then there's right. multiple of them? Right. I mean... What happens when this three-eyed snake reproduces with a two-eyed snake? What Does it make three-eyed snakes? Because yeah. then we need to call them something. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like triple snake eyes. Or, or, or trice. <laughs> <laughs> Tri- trice. Yeah, spelled with how many S's? Uh, five. Okay, five. I think five's right. I think that's the right amount of S's. You, you want it to where they don't think it's a typo. It <laughs> needs to go lo- right. long enough to where it's a very purposeful right. addition. Couldn't just be two or three S's. No. People are like, oh man, they just left their finger on the S key. Yeah, it's we like should correct Five this. S's, they're going like, oh, oh, yeah, I see what they're doing there. Uh-huh. I like that. Who is the genius who thought of this? <laughs> uh, can you imagine having uh, like an actual functioning third eyeball? Like how would you, could you see in four dimensions? <gasps> <laughs> Could you see into the future? How would you even? Wow, that would be fascinating. Your depth perception, I think, would increase. Right, like that's what would happen. You would understand even more about the like the the, the distances between things, and yeah, you would so do that. Oh, for sure. So now you know your me. bionic level is just to insert another eyeball into what the center of your forehead. Or? I think that's the best place. No, oh. It's got to be seeing behind me. Yeah. Then we're not worried about then. Then we're not worried about depth perception. Then the understanding becomes, oh, now I have to figure out how to parse the information of what's behind me and in front of me at the same right. time. Ooh. So, yeah. And our brains can totally, you know, calculate all of that. I bet it could figure it out. The real problem is the hair. 
Because <laughs> if, no, if it just covers the eye, then you can't see anything anyway. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe at the base of the neck then. And also the headrest. Maybe maybe car. between your shoulder blades, mm-hmm. and then you just have a hole cut out of all your clothing oh, right yeah. there. Super cool. And thanks. And then then when you get old, you have to put a like a reading glass on your back. Why not? <laughs> why not the palm of your hand so you could just like oh Danae, go around corners Danae, and yeah. No, you're right. Then it's yeah. yeah. But the thing about the hand is it's so you use it so much. Oh, can you imagine right? flushing toilets? Yeah, and having your eye right there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for shooting the dough with us today. We really have loved being able to revive our podcast and your guys' feedback is amazing. You can always write to us or rate and review us on iTunes. Our email is feedback at shoebedo.com. Uh Podcast, by the way, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. In fact, this is the podcast that kind of launched the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Oops. So, <laughs> oops, look what we did. I knew that. Um, and so if you want to check out the other podcasts on the network, you can just search for Studio DNA, one word, in your podcast player, or you can go to Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. That'll show you all the shows and you'll be able to listen to them there. If you want to support us as a member of Shoe the Dough, uh, you can do that through the Studio DNA Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just one level. It's three bucks a month and you get all the episodes of all the podcasts that are on the network, as well as all the bonus episodes from the different podcasts on the network. Which so, large in part is Danae talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's what it has been recently, for sure. At least sure. from what we're doing. Um, so, yeah, you can check that out there as well. Again, uh, just Studio DNA, one word, is probably the search you want to do for that. Huge thanks to Chris Tilly for producing the music for Shoe the Dough, and also to Phil, producer Phil, for making sure that the show sounds amazing. We appreciate you, although I think Aaron is actually the one editing it, but we're still thanking you, Phil. <laughs> All the things that Phil does with posting and everything, he's still producing. He produces every show on the network, really, and it's an incredible job. So we'll thank job. him for it all. We will thank him as many times as we can. Producer Phil is the absolute best. Well, second best to you. You're the absolute best. Thank you really you. are. Thank you for hanging out with us, and uh, we'll be back next time. Uh, are we Are we doing two this week, can We're we say? We're doing two this We're week. We're doing two this week, and I think we've got a new Music Digest coming up uh, Thursday. So. Oh, hello, BDG. So, uh, thank you, to, yeah, to the BDG for producing that. So, we'll see you Thursday with some new tunes. Bye!